Hey friends, and welcome to episode 74 of It's About Time, a podcast sharing stories and strategies to inspire women seeking better work, life, and balance. I'm your host, time management coach, Anna Dearman Gornick. And in today's episode, I'm heading over to my bookshelf and pulling the five books about time management, work, life, balance, and productivity that I simply can't live without. These are the five books that I go back to over and over again. Anytime I need a refresher on habits, energy, attention, recharge, and of course, time management. If you've been listening to the show for a while, you'll recognize some of these titles because they've served as the inspiration and foundation for many of my episodes. Whether you love to read or love to listen to books through a service like Audible, or you like to skim, scan, and take what you need Cliffsnote style, I can almost guarantee that at least one of these books will change your life. Maybe even the whole list. So today I'm sharing the number one most recommended book on my shelf. I'll tell you about my favorite author on all things time and living for what matters. I'll share the book that gave me the light bulb moment that inspired my entire coaching process. And plus, I slip in a few extra recommendations because let's be honest, I had a really hard time choosing just five books. And I can't wait to find out if you've read or love any of the books on my list today. And because I know you're probably making the most of your time and listening in the car while you're running errands, or you're doing stuff around the house like folding laundry or unloading the dishwasher, it might be a little inconvenient for you to drop what you're doing and write down all of these book titles. But don't worry, I've got you covered. You can find all the details from this episode over in the show notes, including links to grab your own copies of any and all of the books I mentioned today. Today's show notes can be found over at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 74. And if you're thinking, Anna, I don't have time to read, much less five different books. Well, friend, I've got you covered too. Remember book reports from grade school? Well, I've put together two one-of-a-kind book report style summaries of my two favorite books from today's episode. You can grab your quick and easy book report style summaries over in the show notes at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 74. You'll have to keep listening to find out which books, but I can promise you they're good ones. All right, it's about time we get started. So let's get this show on the road. You're listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Around here, we believe that busy is not a badge of honor. Your host, Anna Dearman Cornick, is here to share tips and strategies to help you make the most of your time. Listen in on real conversations and success stories to find out how other go-getters are getting things done. If you're ready to step away from the overwhelm and spend your time on what matters most, then you're in the right place. Here's your host, time management coach, Anna Dearman Cornick. All right, let's dive right in, shall we? Anytime someone asks me for a book recommendation, whether they're climbing the career ladder, heading for college graduation, starting their own business, or they're a veteran in their field, the first book on my list is my number one suggestion. In fact, I've mailed a copy of this book to more people than I can count at this point because it was such a game changer for me. 
And the book in the number one spot on my list is The One Thing by Gary Keller and Jay Papasan. This book is all about the power of focus and not just short term, don't get distracted while working on a report at your computer for the next 30 minutes kind of focus. Gary and Jay dive into choosing a focus for your life, your life's work, and they actually give you the tools, examples, and inspiration to help you break that big picture focus into smaller and smaller, more actionable parts. If you've ever had a moment of panic where you can't decide what to do next, you know, we've all been there. We've got 30 minutes and we don't know whether to respond to email, file paperwork, scroll social media, make a phone call, or wash our hair. So we spend 25 minutes trying to decide and then we run out of any time to do anything worthwhile. Well, the one thing introduces something called the focusing question, which I've used in my time management coaching with both my one-on-one clients and my summer group coaching program, Take Back Your Life. And it's the perfect weapon against that confusion about what to do next. The focusing question goes like this. What is the one thing such that by doing it, everything else will be easier or unnecessary? One more time. What is the one thing such that by doing it, everything else will be easier or unnecessary? I love the focusing question because it requires you to focus in on one thing, just one, that will make everything on your list of possibilities easier to do or deal with, or it will result in completely crossing multiple other things off of your list. So here's an example. We talked about this book, The One Thing, inside Take Back Your Life, my summer group coaching program that I mentioned. And one of the women in the group coaching program, Maddie, asked herself the focusing question when it came to knowing what to do first in her business. She was transitioning from a full-time job with a side hustle to going full-time in her business. And she realized that her overflowing and disorganized email inbox was the one thing holding her back from making progress in every other area. So after asking herself the focusing question, her very first big move as a full-time business owner was to hire an email assistant to manage her inbox. Just one simple question with one focused answer has paved the way for growth and success in her business. So yes, The One Thing by Gary Keller and Jay Papasan is number one on my list and my top recommendation. This is actually one of the few books that I've read cover to cover more than once, and I've even listened to it on Audible in my car at times that I've felt like I've needed some motivation to reconnect with my focus. And like I mentioned in the intro, I've put together a short book report style summary of the one thing that you can download over in the show notes. And those are at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 74, by the way. Now, my summary definitely isn't a substitute for reading the book, but it's a good collection of my biggest takeaways from the times that I've read and listened to the one thing in the past. Next on the list, is Better Than Before by Gretchen Rubin. You might know Gretchen Rubin from her book, The Happiness Project, which came out all the way back in 2009, or the podcast she hosts with her sister Elizabeth, The Happier Podcast. The Happiness Project was actually my introduction to Gretchen. 
back in 2014, 2015-ish, I was going through a bit of a valley in my life and career, and I didn't feel all that happy on a regular basis. This is when the crisis communications life was just starting to get to me. So in search of some happiness, I asked for the Happiness Project for Christmas that year, and it was gifted to me from my then boyfriend, maybe fiance, now my husband, Scott. (laughs) In that book, Gretchen spends a year doing different happiness experiments and writes about what happened. Truth be told, it took me forever to get through the Happiness Project, about a year actually, I got kind of bored with it and also didn't have very good reading habits at the time. I was way more into scrolling my phone until my eyes crossed and I fell asleep. But the happiness project led me to the happier podcast and the happier podcast is where I learned about better than before. So here's why this book makes the list of my ride or dies. Better than before is all about habits habits impact every single part of our lives. And if you want to improve your life, unlocking your best method for starting and sticking to habits is key. Better Than Before dives into the different types of habits we should pursue, and it examines tons of different methods for starting and sticking to habits based on your personality. Because let's face it, we're all different and different methods work for different people. Reading this book is when I first started to grasp that one-size-fits-all solutions rarely work with habits, with weight loss or diets, with time management. Knowing yourself, your personality, and your preferences is the key to success. And speaking of personality, Better Than Before is also the book where Gretchen introduces her Four Tendencies Framework. Basically, she found while writing The Happiness Project that some people can just make the decision to do something and then they do it. But for others, it's not quite as simple. That took her on a path to figure out how we respond to expectations, both internal, you know, expectations that we set for ourselves, and external, those expectations put on us by other people. And she identified four different personality types or tendencies that speak to how we respond to expectations. And those are the obliger, the rebel, the upholder, and the questioner. I won't go into detail about each of the tendencies, but if you know anything about them, I'll tell you that I am 100% a questioner with a little bit of rebel tendencies. And if you're not familiar with them, well, then go pick up Better Than Before, dive in and find out which one you are, because knowing your tendency is a game changer for finding the best strategies that will help to stick to things you start. There's even a quiz on her website that can help you figure out your tendency, but I don't think it's super accurate, which turns out is a very questioner thing to say. I found several people whose results said one thing, but they later realized that they're another type entirely. I'll definitely link the quiz in the show notes if you want to give it a shot, but you can learn the most by checking out Better Than Before or Gretchen Rubin's other book, The Four Tendencies, where she does a deep dive into each of the tendencies. Okay, y'all, so I know we could all probably use a little more time in our day, right? 
You're no stranger to busy schedules and intentionally filling them up to the brim because you just have so much to get done. But sometimes it feels like you don't really ever have the time to just slow down and enjoy the simple things. Simple things like when my toddlers are giggling and playing nicely together in the backyard, or when a Sunday afternoon nap sounds too good to pass up. We all want more time to enjoy these kinds of things, right? Well, if you love personality quizzes like I do, then you're in for a treat. In my new quiz, which you can take for free at AnnaDKornick.com forward slash quiz, I'm helping you uncover what it will take to get you from chaos to calm, to finally feel like you have space in your days. I know it can feel downright frustrating to keep using the same old time management strategies that just don't seem to work for you. You've got the planners, the calendars, apps, you're doing all the things, but you still feel like you have no time. And that's because you need time management strategies that work for your personality and your life. In my 10 plus years working in crisis communications and chaos management, in all the time I've spent with my clients, I've learned that everyone has their own needs. And knowing what those needs are can really help you discover the best approach to planning your days. Knowing yourself can help you ease up busy schedules and find more calm and clarity in your week. Do you wanna know how to get there? To have more breathing room in your days? Let's figure out your time management personality type so you can uncover exactly what you need to do to feel more productive, less stressed, and more balanced. You can take the quiz at AnnaDKornick.com forward slash quiz, and I'll make sure to link to the quiz in our show notes. All right, on with the show. Okay, the third book on my favorites list is The Productivity Project by Chris Bailey. Similar to The Happiness Project, this is another one of those books where someone does an experiment for a year and writes about it. That was definitely a trend for a while in books. So in The Productivity Project, Chris Bailey spends a year test driving a number of different popular productivity hacks to find out what actually works. Everything from basic time blocking and task batching to drinking more water, taking naps, strategically using caffeine, waking up at 5 a.m., and taking more breaks throughout the day. Basically, if there's a productivity strategy or life hack out there, Chris tried it and wrote about it. And just like Better Than Before opened my eyes to there being no such thing as one size fits all, my biggest takeaway from the Productivity Project is the fact that you can't just copy and paste what works for someone else onto your life. Just because your coworker wakes up at 5 a.m. to get a head start on the day doesn't mean that's a good idea for you. And if you try something and give it your best shot, but it just doesn't work, that doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. You've got to figure out what works for you. And yes, that can take some trial and error and some time to make things stick. So one of the benefits of working with a time management coach is that I'm laser focused on finding what will probably work for you based on your personality. And that gives you a shortcut past a lot of the trial and error phase and way more clarity about how to make new habits and strategies stick long-term. 
I've also got the productivity project to thank for the light bulb moment that led to creating my heart method of time management coaching, focusing on habits, energy, attention, recharge, and time. Chris talks a lot about energy, attention, and time management in this book, but I realized that habits and making time for recharge through rest, recreation, and relationships were also key pieces to the productivity puzzle. Okay, book number four is When, The Scientific Secrets of Perfect Timing by Daniel Pink. I loved this book because it explains some pretty scientific topics and then gives simple and actionable steps that you can take to incorporate what you've learned into your day-to-day life. When is the book that introduced me to biological chronotypes, which has been a game changer. How many times have I said game changer in this episode? I don't know, but it's got to be echoed. (laughs) learning about the biological chronotypes has been a game changer, not only in my coaching, but in giving grace to others. We're all wired differently. And some of us are morning larks, some of us are night owls, and some of us fall somewhere in the middle, third birds. And that means that we're simply at our best at different times of day. So it's not fair to expect everyone to be on the same level as you whether that level is high or low. So if you're a total cranky pants in the morning, cut the chirpy lark some slack. That's just who they are. And if you're exhausted at 9 p.m. when your owl friend is rip-roaring ready to go, be patient with them. That's just how they're wired. I actually talk more in detail about biological chronotypes back in episode 55, Rise and Shine, How to Become a Better Morning Person, Even If You Hate Mornings. There's even a free printable worksheet so you can figure out which bird you are. But not only does the book talk about these three feathered biological chronotypes, it also dives into the importance of taking breaks, getting enough rest, and then gives really actionable steps for taking the breaks and getting the rest. I love me some actionable steps, y'all. Okay, so I basically cheated when it came to choosing book number five on the list. Book number five is actually a three-way tie between three books written by my favorite author on all things time management, productivity, and living well. And those three books are 168 Hours, You Have More Time Than You Think by Laura Vanderkam. The second is I Know How She Does It, How Successful Women Make the Most of Their Time, also by Laura Vanderkam, and Off the Clock, Feel Less Busy While Getting More Done, written by, you guessed it, Laura Vanderkam. My cousin Maria actually recommended 168 hours to me years ago, and it absolutely opened my eyes to the fact that we have so much more time than we realize. It just takes being intentional and using it well. This book, surprise, surprise, was a game changer for me and helped me see that I had so much more control over my time and that changing how you're spending your time starts with bringing awareness to where it's going. Laura recommends doing a time study and tracking your time in 15 to 30 minute increments to really see how much time you're wasting, how often you're multitasking, and how much time you're really spending with family or on self-care. 
Laura also recommends doing the list of 100 dreams exercise to figure out what it is you actually want to do with your life. And I love doing this activity with my clients. It's always so eye-opening when you force yourself to get specific about the kind of experience you want to create for yourself. And it helps change the tide of just letting life happen to you. If you want to download a printable summary of my takeaways from reading 168 hours, head over to the show notes to grab my book report style notes. It's a great overview of the high points in 168 hours, but definitely not as good as reading the whole book. I Know How She Does It is very similar to 168 hours, but it focuses on women who, quote unquote, have it all. This book opened my eyes to how successful women structure their time and actually have it all, or, well, their version of it all. While having it all is a tough and basically impossible concept to define, she analyzed hour-by-hour time logs from 1,001 days in the life of women who make at least $100,000 a year and have at least one child. In the spring of 2020, I led a fellowship of graduating seniors in public relations at San Diego State University. Shout out to Mariah, Alexis, Chelsea, and McKenna, and Dr. Sweetser, if you're listening. We read this book, book club style, and discussed a different section each week. Even though these graduating PR seniors weren't in the professional working world yet, and they didn't have children or even necessarily know whether they wanted to have children someday, this book provided proof with numbers, stats, and examples that it is possible to succeed in a demanding career like public relations, and have a fulfilling life outside of work. I'd recommend this book to any woman early in her career who wants to lay a foundation and create a sustainable structure for success, or any woman who's more established in her career that feels like she's drowning and has to choose one or the other, career or family. It is possible to have it all depending on what your definition of it all is. And you can create your version of work-life balance with flexibility instead of sticking to a rigid schedule day in and day out. And finally, off the clock, feel less busy while getting more done. This book is all about embracing the opposite of the 24-7 hustle-till-you-drop life and creating moments to savor through relationships, planning, and intention. Episode 33, Slow Down and Savor, Five Ways to Make Magic Moments Last Longer, was actually inspired by Off the Clock after I read it on vacation last summer. If you've already read either 168 Hours or I Know How She Does It, your next read should definitely be off the clock because it's a great reminder of how important rest, recreation, and relationships are to our overall life experience. It was a great reminder for me to slow down, take in the little moments, and find opportunities to plan for fun and create memorable experiences for my family and for myself. All right, there you have it. My top five, actually top eight because of that three-way tie, books about time management, productivity, and work-life balance that can absolutely change your life. 
As you heard, I can 100% vouch for each of these books and the shifts they've created in my perspective, the actional steps they provide about how to be more productive, and the proof and examples they share about what's possible when you bring more awareness and intention to your habits, energy, attention, recharge, and of course, how you manage your time. I'd love to know if you've read any of the books in this top eight. So head over to the It's About Time podcast community on Facebook and let us know. You can find a link in the show notes or by heading straight to abouttimepodcast.com forward slash community. And as always, all of the details and links from today's episode can be found in the show notes at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 74. And while you're there, don't forget to download your book report style summaries of The One Thing by Gary Keller and Jay Papazon and 168 Hours by Laura Vanderkam. And before we go, let me tell you a little bit about next week's episode, episode 75. In episode 75, you'll hear from Adenola Adishola, a millennial career strategist and owner of Employee Redefined. Adenola helps her clients land their dream job with their dream company. In our conversation, we dive deep into toxic work environments, desperation hires, articulating your unique value, and separating your personal identity and self-worth from the job title on your business card. Regardless of which side of the interview table you may sit on, you might be looking for a new job now or in the future, or you may be building your team as a business owner. This is one conversation chock full of value that you won't want to miss. All right, that's it for today. Thank you so much for tuning in and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Head over to www.abouttimepodcast.com to join the conversation. Check out the show notes and dive into bonus content so you can start living your best life today. Love this episode? Be sure to share it with a friend, subscribe, and leave a review. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you in the next episode.